recording straight out of Five Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts Stuart Sullen and Magic Mike Christie. Yep. I really don't know why I keep doing like uh, you've, you've taken it for me the, the Fonzie thumbs when yeah, you're doing a, like, an audio podcast like, yeah exactly like we're not a video podcast so nobody can see that or cares aye there's, there's not going to be like a thing where you're going welcome to the Films and Swear movie podcast I am punching the sky I'm doing Yes Chance it is episode 180 it's life life force aye I'm, I'm winding down my, my enthusiasm as I say this out loud, as an audio description for the folk at home. Films and yeah. swearing. Magic Mike, Stuart's Island, episode 180. Yeah. Van Troyer has died. I know. No point <laughs> cutting about it. Mini Me has left the building. He's yeah. gotten on his wee scooter and he's went up up to. I think he's went up to the old heaven or he's express elevator to hell. I said downstairs. Ah, you probably have more fun in there. Yeah. Closer to it. Um, and I mean, his career. He's done all right for himself when it came to film. To, thinking of famous... Now here's the point where political correctness goes out the window. Midget, dwarf, short person. Dwarf? I like to call them... Or oh, I don't know what you want to call them. <laughs> now, you remember this from Bill Hader's Stefan Fun Size People. Oh, yes, aye, Fun Size. <laughs> I did like how he used to refer to them as, uh, what is it? Something about like a traffic cone and it was just a jacked midget spray tanned. <laughs> or, rum- or a rumbus. Oh, and shit. And the fucking human, like, Hoover that went around sucking up all this shit. If anyone is confused, I'd. Google Saturday Night Live, Stefan, uh, I think that's S-T-E-F-O-N. Aye. And it's Bill Hader doing these clips and when he would describe something, it was like a tourist information, like, oh, you need to go to the club called Sass. And he would go yeah. in this weird description, like, no, that's not where anyone wants to go. It's like, there's yeah. two jack midgets in a bar fighting. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, but, I mean, Austin Powers... Made the boys like that. That's <coughs> made him iconic. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like whilst the Austin Powers film, Austin Powers films became like part of pop culture and like that was huge. Like yeah. those fucking like the amount of thought that I would copy mm. Mike Myers and the like, impression like the British, like the old behave and all that shit. Like that just became part of. I wonder how they went about, like, thinking up the story for the second one. Aye. And, like, thinking, you know, we should have, like, a a miniaturised version of the villain. Yes. And that's it. He was... Man, when they, they were easily... I'm trying to think. Would that have been about late 90s? Austin yeah, Powers? late 90s, early 2000s. Aye. Although, it's not my favourite Vern Troyer moment, but... It's in the third one where they're making the Austin Powers film. Oh, the Spielberg. Danny DeVito plays Mini-Me. Yes, I've seen a still, I've seen a screen <laughs> cap of him. He's doing like, uh, fucking dual yeah, fingers. Yeah. Now, I think what we'll do, we'll play two clips. Right. 
one clip for our audience at home, another clip for our, our patroners. Uh, who gets what? Because obviously I think we need to throw well, at least one Mini-Me clip. Now, wait. That might not work, because Mini-Me never spoke, did he? He was like a wee snarly dug um, in the films. I, uh, he was more visual. Yeah, I think the one that always made me laugh was about where he couldn't get the seat to work. And then it like, oh, and you shot launch him up. through the fucking ceiling. Yeah, Aye. or the bit in the is it the third one where he decides to defect and he ends up fighting Watson Powers in the house <laughs> and he gets like absolutely rugby punted into the fridge. Aye, because that that was it. That was the thing. It was seeing a midget flung about like a football. Yeah. And it's it, hard it, not it was to be entertaining. It was a bit as well when he was strapped to like awesome powers and the silhouette was like, like as as what to say like a, it's like a baby holding an apple. Ah, oh, it's him like flicking the apple up and down. Mm-hmm. Nah, I think we're just gonna have to go right to this this infamous Big Brother clip because he was one of the more memorable people in Celebrity Big Brother, wasn't he? Is that the year that Gary Busey was on it? Possibly. Oh, that's I a mean, great season. This clip's got him. How are you? I'm okay. Run <laughs> Troyer. Yes. Hey, man. Come on, man. Somebody try to kick you out. Whatever. See that door? Don't do it. But it's no, no, no we can't. Here. We can't watch. That's why. Stay here. Oh. That's a big ass seat for a minute. Mm-hmm. Hello, Ben. Hey. Did you just drive into the diary room door? Is that okay? <laughs> it could be quite dangerous, Ben. Why? You didn't have your seatbelt on, you silly little cunt. Anyone could hurt themselves bashing into the diary room door. Well, everybody else, but not me. Aye, so uh, rest in peace, Van Troyer. I mean, his filmography was not gigantic. Yeah, well, Love Guru. I never seen that. Austin Powers films. Yeah. I always remember him from Fear and Loving in Las Vegas. He was just like a wee waiter with one of like the red Tommy Cooper hat. Oh, right. Yeah. He was just. Going, but he was going under like a lady's skirt <laughs> in one scene, and I think Johnny Depp's character couldn't decide whether he was hallucinating or not. Ah, uh, ah, they have and, Love Guru as and, his top film. And Keith fucking Lemon. Keith fucking like, Lemon. Was it only like Keith Lemon like agent or something? Could have been. I'm not sure if he just played himself in it. Because let's see, top four on IMDb: Love Guru. Uh, Bubble Boy from 2001 Austin Powers Spy Who Shagged Me and Postal because I think Postal is one of those UA Bowl yeah it's based on the video game eh? he plays himself in it I'm not sure where that Philip was victim of his own drive by 58 acting credits I think most of it's shorts and TV like Trailer Park Boys, more Trailer Park Boys. Is it a film called Convenience? 
Then, yep, Keith Lemon film in 2012. Ah, the, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. That was that like the last Heath Ledger film before he died. Uh, oh my god. Jesus Christ. Anything could get put on IMDb nowadays. In 2008, look at that middle movie there. Uh, the yeah. Vern Troyer sex tape is catalogued on IMDb as an acting credit. Like him and the last he shagged have IMDb credits for their sex tape. Oh. It's a shame that they created a short film. Oh, uh, no. no. That's not nice, guys. No. Nine minutes, rated 5.8 out of 10. <sighs> IMDb. You have <laughs> no shame. screenshots. No, it's just short and adult as the categories. I can't believe they've catalogued a fucking sex tape. Ah, let's leave it there. Let's leave it on that high note. Yeah. Okay, today's film is the second instalment in our Netflix season. We have went with Toby Hooper's 1985 sci-fi horror... Would you say erotica? No? Yeah. yeah. Um, B-movie, possibly, uh, air quote, classic, Life Force. Yeah. Cast includes... Uh, there's only one recognisable name in the cast. Yes, aye. Yeah, and people at home will know it when they hear it. Let's see, so we have Steve Railsback as Colonel Tom Carlson. Uh, Peter Firth is Colonel oh, well, Colin Kane. Peter Firth is kind of famous. Frank Finlay is Dr. Hans Faladay. Mathilda May as the Space Girl. Patrick Stewart as Dr. Armstrong. Mike Gothard as Dr. Bavovsky. Nicholas Ball as Dr. Uh, and other people. Yeah. That's, it's really the that top five. Patrick Stewart, Mathilda May, Frank Finley, Peter Firth, and Steve Rails back. And I mean, Patrick Stewart doesn't even show up to like the first hour. Yes. Aye, because he was credited as a doctor, and I was watching it, and said, right, I've seen a lot of doctors, but yeah. which one, like, Patrick Stewart's got to have a decent part, and then when they reach the insane asylum, oh my, those rich tones of Patrick Stewart's deep, deep voice come bellowing out. Plot? Michael, they have this uh, described in one sentence on IMDb. What? How could you describe? How will you describe it? A set of naked vampires from space. From space, decide to like fuck people in London. Set in about London, aye. Um, IMDb describe it simply as a race of spam. <laughs> a race of spam. A race of space vampires arrive in London and infect the populace. Yeah, but they don't arrive in London. Just the blue. They arrive because mm-hmm. they're found and brought it's back. It's like the kind of like it's like the kind. Of, it's like at that point with the film, it's like they try to capitalize on Alien. Mm-hmm. How do you mean? Like, well, they find obviously the beings, obviously. Yes, and then try to like bring them back. Aye, aye. Um, 
Mike, was this your first watch of Life Force? Yes, yes it was. I, it was also my first watch of Life Force, Mike. In a nutshell, what what is your opinion of the film? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I, I found it a very hard watch. I just thought it was over long and it was just a lot of dialogue. Yeah. And I just, I just find it dull, eh? Like, not, I mean, like I, like, I always keep saying that I fucking hate, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Aye, But aye. I'd rather watch that than Life Force, eh? Aye. Yeah. I am... Now, actually, I'll ask you before I go into mine. How how did you first hear of Life Force? Was it ever on your radar prior to it being drawn out the hat? Aye, well, I've seen like, like Arrow had released of course. Like, Life Force and all that. I think that was just last year as well. Like, I read the reviews about it and I'm thinking, can, like, are they watching like the same film? But obviously, people's opinions change and stuff. Are they obviously all different? Mm-hmm. But found it a bit yeah, a dull one. I was struggling to kind of make it towards the end of the finish line the last like forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I, 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 I'm. It's not a glowing review either from myself, but I was trying to watch it in the mindset like we were aware that it was going to be what you cry like a B movie. Yeah. It was definitely, definitely like what felt like a low budget sci fi um, B movie with. Well, it, it's a canon film, which is yeah. also a studio famously was... known for quickly throwing out films. Half the time they're a lot of crap, half the time they, they kind of find an audience. And I had seen um, Life Force described as a camp classic. And I was like, okay. I reckon if they find it camp just because it's like British, like yeah. But aye, there was times I, I kind of laughed out loud. Some bits were quite funny. Oh yeah. Uh, then I, through the last last act of the film, felt like they're running around London for about an hour yeah. before eventually catching up with the space girl. I thought it would have been. I guess tighter's the only way, like it is overlong. I'll agree yeah. with you there. It's <coughs> if it was ninety minutes, you know, it maybe would have been a bit better. I it probably would have hold up a lot more. Yeah, I know some people could watch it. Like, do you want to categorize a film as so bad it's good? And because I felt like that's what I was watching because the film was kind of so bad at times, and parts were good, but it wasn't getting better. Yeah, so you could. I don't. I'm not going to say so bad. It's bad. Yeah. Because there's a lot more films that, like this one's not been deliberately bad. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's definitely not deliberately trying to be good. Like with some of the acting, um, the 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 choice that the aliens from space, Nicholas, never put any clays on them, and we'll make sure they're really attractive people. So whenever they get working in the path of like a security guard telling them to stay back they're like um, uh, they're all fucking tripping over their tongues yeah but I mean where do we start the good part the good things about it aye tell, me what, tell I thought, me what I liked I quite liked the I liked the whole like the 
the type of like, the, the visual it created when were like draining life out of people. Oh, like, like the was, blue, like the was, blue souls almost. Yeah, it was like kind of like a, like a vortex sort of thing. I thought Aye. that was pretty cool. I I like the <laughs> obviously like the, it starts in space when it's got the the, the British uh, spaceship Churchill. Yeah. Up there, and they come across the the alien ship, and they're saying it's like a desolated, uh, an abandoned ship almost. And when that come to life, it was weird that the ship almost kind of had like a. A fleshy organic, like when the four astronauts were going into the ship, Aye. and it was like they were going through veins. It was like you were watching inner space Aye. almost. It seems like it had that design on the outside, and it looked like a weathered tree on the outside. Yeah, and it was like it had an umbrella open, and there were what was it like? Their original form was like big bats, and they Aye. kind of switched to something of their deeper desires. Yeah. This is why your main captain, uh, Colonel, um, Colonel Carlson, wasn't it? Yeah. I liked how they did have a link between him and the space girl, and they kind of had that back and forward where through hypnosis they could trace her memories and yeah. see what she's been like. Sort of an easy way to recap what's going on and make it fit in the plot of the film without. Switching back and forward. Aye. That wasn't too bad. Now, speaking of the effects, it was weird when watching it, like at the start. Aye, it's... When they were going, when they're in their spacesuits. Aye, going across. it looks so. Like, the film has not aged well at no. all. And this is 1985, so I think they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing because things like Star Wars. I watched. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey the night before it already started on Sky and I normally just watch the middle part of that film because that film gets really fucked up at the start and at the end yeah. so the middle's just fine I'm happy to watch the middle and that looked like that that, that film has aged better than this one and that was 60s Yeah. so 20 years later I think they knew with the graphics they were going to use either it was a tight budget but or they weren't sparing I guess they are sparing an expense. They yeah. just chose to have cheap graphics. Yeah. Because it just looked like four people uh, on like a bit of film just being dragged across the screen. But like, I was like, you never actually seen them in the uh, astronaut suits when they were going towards the ship. It was Aye. almost like it was just like a voiceover. Like, recording. That's it. It was just... Because I think that was a thing in canon films. They would find cheap ways to cut corners and just make films with like a shoestring budget yeah but Life Force I feel was I think it was described as like a pet project or no like a, a personal project to Toby Hooper I think it was something that he always wanted to make but when you'd explained the plot and how you wanted to do it I think maybe studios were a bit reluctant yeah. to hand Whereas over the cash Canon will just produce any old shit they were like fuck it do it Sally yes. Payday because mm-hmm. they, they also got quite tight together the fact that they financed the Texas Chainsaw sequel yeah and this but uh, what do you think of the physical effects you know like when the, the the space girl drained the life of like the Janny and how they would all get turned into these willards aye they were like <sighs> basically they were just mummies like, aye um, 
I suppose at a time it maybe would have been alright. Ah, it, it was If of, anything, it's maybe not as violent as what you would kind of think. Yeah, I was waiting for blood. I was waiting for people to be torn in half. Yeah. But this was kind of tame. I think it is rated 18, but yeah. whether it's just because of a lot of nudity or... Yeah. It's, it's it's just boobs. It's nothing. I know. And I mean, like... Like, even The Rock wished he was in this film. Because of the sight of the tits. Size of them. Yes, aye. They were fucking huge. Um, and... I should have looked on IMDb whether if this was the first film for her or not. Because I feel like maybe it was just like a swimsuit model got chosen for the part. Yeah. And imagine the casting process. That wouldn't happen in, in nowadays. Like, right, we need you completely naked so we could all judge you and decide whether you're worthy to be in our yeah. film. But aye, she was like a, what you would describe as a fucking 10. Like, just like, right, let's get the perfect woman that no man could resist. Yeah. And then have her drain the like, life. When she had like a, had like had like her eyes open, like it was a wee bit creepyish. Aye, they kind of looked like a like a cat in trance. Aye, that's it. It was, it was the only way I could describe it to like old Hong Kong films, which is like a succubus, like a ghost mm. that would uh, tempt people and then just suck the life out of them. Which kind of is a similar thing, but it was. Space vampire was yeah. the easier way to describe it here. And when they'd be withered, dead corpse, is when they're trying to do the autopsy on them and they come back to life. That was some practical effect shit there. It was like, like uh, I reckon I was expecting a bigger jump scare, but I reckon if they were even going for that. But I like that they had this timer on them. Ah, uh, it's like it's two, like hours. two hours after they had been like drained alive or something. Because that's at the Jani. Or the security guard drained the life of the man doing the autopsy. Mm. And then the guy with the autopsy then become like the wee willard fucking shell of his former self. Yeah. But I did like the scene where uh, you had Faladay and uh, Kane and I don't think you had the astronaut back on Earth yet because he was in an escape pod from back, wasn't he? Uh, you just had them and the wee dudes Oh, and then start with P. Anyway. Aye. Going for, like, they had the, the dudes in, like, cells, almost. So you had the, the janitor, who was... Trashing the place. Exactly, because he was running out of life. He needed another feed. And then, when he composed, like, they poked him at the ribs, and he had that effect where it just he was turning to ash. Yeah. Then they went to see how the boy doing the autopsy was, and he just fucking bolted at the door and burst into dust. Uh, that was like the only moment where I properly just fucking laughed out loud at just how fucking daft that was. <laughs> but and then they've got all three, they'll go, <laughs> and they're all fucking wiping all his fucking ashes off them. Oh, you fucker, what the no? Yuck. <laughs> like, uh, they were just looking, that was like obviously a deliberate play for last moment, and it oh, really fucking. Be- Caught me off guard. There was the one that was strapped to the table that ended up like dying of like heart failure. Aye, aye. Because the, you couldn't get a a feed. A feed basically. Aye, the, that was that like was the woman the food in the park. In, in the park, aye. Yeah, and it was interesting that they gave the space girl the ability to to body hop. 
Because uh, I, I, I just imagined she would just feed in. <coughs> Aye. But you had like that subplot where she turned into the woman with curly ginger hair. And then she found like the Randy Farmer. And Aye. there's just this sequence where he's trying to keep his eyes on the road, but he's got his hand up her skirt. It's like, this is... I guess that's the part where it's like, it, it comes across camp. Yeah. Because they're like, this is just ridiculous. This is... I feel like you're about to watch a... Like they're going to be shagging in the back seat next, but they just cut away. Uh, that's pretty much what I... In my notes, I classed the film as a softcore vampire porn film. Aye, that's Pretty it. much and what I classed it as. Because when it comes to sex in it, they're... Um, the astronaut... I need to get his name back up because I can't Carlson. remember. Carlson has these dreams, but like these fever dreams. Uh, but it's because they're still interlinked between... Aye, that one, he, that, one he, that one he had when he first come back down. Aye. Like, I thought their dream was cool, and then it totally ruined it with, like, his, like, overselling of the scream. Aye. I was just like, what? what? Really? Really? <laughs> Don't know, dude. But I, I reckon if that that's maybe where it tries and falls into so bad it's good, because another big talking point in this film has to be Patrick Stewart. Aye. No, he was forty-five when this film was made. Oh, was he? Boy, is it again? Much like Tommy Lee Jones. Always fucking old. Eh, yeah. I've never seen a young Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah. And he's always had that fucking haircut. I don't think he's ever had a a strand of hair on the top of his head. <laughs> but when he met them at the asylum, I did like that twist in the story where they were convinced. Space Girl was in the minds of one of the inmates, mm. but she was actually in Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And they managed to plant him with drugs, well, load him through a strong drug. And it's just Patrick Stewart screaming for his life. It's just like, whoa, this is a a test for Patrick. Yeah. And, I mean, overacting his part, definitely. This is not, not his finest hour. No. But this was definitely one where it's like, right, ham it up properly go there like make it believe as if they're cutting your balls off like just fucking scream uh, make yourself be heard and it's like and he does he fucking lets loose when they start fucking pinning him doing his his feet are kicking and he's just he is literally it's like he's being raped yeah he is trying the best to prevent himself I thought I thought that it was pretty ironic that when they like sedated him with the drugs they had him in a wheelchair aye Professor X wheeling him up the stairs like oh shit little did he know back in 1985 he'd be spending the next couple decades in a wheelchair (laughs) acting fuck I liked how they had like the orderly was on hand he's like right we need many drugs and he's like you'll kill a man you can't do that he's like just get the damn drugs like yes sir Ah, uh, he, right. he was quite peppy, yeah. Ah, uh, he was like... He reminded me of Oswald Mowbray. Had that swagger about him. Aye. Uh, the the downside to Patrick Stewart's... Well, not downside, it was just... The way they died on the helicopter felt like an overlong effect. Yeah. Because, obviously, they, they just cut to two dummies of him and the guy who can't even remember who had his neck broken. Yeah. Like when... It was it was when Patrick Stewart was putting up a struggle and launched all uh, three yeah, through Kane and Carlson and the other dude who I felt like it was like a like the mayor or a councillor or something. And he'd like they just snap, he's dead. 
I can't remember the fucking name of that. Uh, it of started it. with a P. And for some reason, I've only got the word Pedro in my head now. And it uh, definitely wasn't fucking uh, Pedro. Not Pedro. Um, so they just strapped their dead bodies. Well, was Patrick Stewart dead or just out cold? I think he was just loaded with the drug, wasn't he? Aye. And this, when they were strapped in the helicopter, they just had that weird bleed out where the dummies they used almost were unrecognisable. Like you could clearly tell they didn't have Patrick Stewart's lightness. They mm-hmm. just had a bald dummy. And then the other guy didn't even look like the fucking dude. Uh, and just that slow motion bleed out was just, felt like the cut back and forth was maybe too long. Uh, could have, they could have got the same message across in half the time and all it achieved was just like a blood like a bloody hologram of the space girl who screamed and vanished yeah one of the good points that I liked to the film was <coughs> obviously you just start with her in space and they go to the, the other spaceship and, all, and then it cuts to like 30 days later oh, and then I'm... when Carlson turns up on the scene you get the backstory of what happened yes because that's it the, the Churchill ship is burnt to a crisp everyone yeah. inside it burnt alive couldn't you tell and it was like okay uh, these aliens are alright let's take them back to earth but uh, it was good that you got the backstory yeah and like that could have almost been a film itself aye whilst it would have felt like a lot like alien a yeah. film similar Nowadays, it's just make you think of life, really. It's sort of like, uh, that is kind of what it would be instead of an organism being like a little little starfish that's just suffering with a cracking set of tits. I'm sure uh, all the men would have died a lot quicker in that film. Uh, but the the whole zombie thing was kind of out of nowhere. I, uh, I yeah. just thought it was like uh, an infection in the, in the sense that when they drain the life and then you become like this mum, this mummy seeking life, and that was just like a pyramid effect, and they're all just mummies desperate for for life, to suck the life out of other people. But no, nope, yeah. they were straight up grey faced zombies. Uh, I, I, I find myself laughing at like some of the zombie bits. I like the moment where it was a uh, cane driving to get the cathedral and uh, a zombie grabs him by the throat and he drives away and the arm tears off uh, and just the wee just animatronic like, hand just going uh, clawing at his face. So I think the best way to describe this film is one of these things that has to be seen to be believed. Yeah. And also a one-watch wonder. Yeah. I, I, like, we, we could talk about rewatchability right now. Probably not. Nah. Maybe if you're like twelve years old, premium wanking material. Like if you recorded this at Channel Four at two in the morning, it's like there uh, there will be some rewatchability for uh, three minute bursts. And I guess Arrow releasing it on Blu-ray is not a surprise because they like uh, like uh, cult following yeah. films. Like that will have a strange cult following, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's getting shown in a Dundee next month. In May, aye, it was the the Dundead um, Film Festival, like an annual aye. horror thing, and it's a, to- a Toby Hooper retrospective. Alright. So, in amongst your your Texas Chainsaw Massacres, I think Life Force is getting shown on a Sunday afternoon. Alright, fancy it? Nah, <laughs> I right enough. It may be a chance to see uh, Mathilda May's 
Mathilda's maze and uh, her giant tits on a cinema screen, but nah. I'd probably find myself sleeping. Once is enough. Yeah. And I had to see it just to say that I saw it. Yeah, I mean, you can you can cross it off your Toby Hooper list. Exactly. To and be honest, I've, I don't actually think I've made like, ever made like a Toby Hooper list. I don't think there's much else I'm missing. Ah, that's, I've, I barely know outside of Texas Chainsaw, but... Poltergeist. Poltergeist, there you go. That is one I haven't seen. But the soundtrack of this, at times, sounded pretty good, but I think they were just pulling off a lot of classical orchestra. Aye. So it wasn't, like, a, an original score for it. It was just, like, some back catalogue of yeah. famous scores were being used, or famous orchestra yeah. was being used, because at times I thought, it was like, this music's actually pretty good, but it it's, wasn't made for the film. Yeah. Clearly. It was um, either that, or it was stolen. I think... Going talking about it, also like, like what the good parts and the bad parts. Aye, aye. I think the most uncomfortable and like almost laughable bit in the film is when he's trying to draw out the space girl with the ginger with the curly hair lassie. Aye, it was really fucking weird. And like the guy, like the uh, guy that Peter Firth plays. Yeah, is it? Like, Maybe she leave. He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a natural voyeur, and just oh, plants yeah. his ass on the couch and just watches this. Aye, because it's like I'm gonna reach her. It's like, how are you gonna do that? I stick my tongue in her mouth. And it was just as oh. the fact that he like slapped the lassie and all that, and he's like, it's like, is, 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 is he gonna rape her? It was weird. Ah, it's like she's in here somewhere. We better check all the orifices. I know. Like I, I don't know. I didn't buy Carlson's acting at all in this film. Like. Aye. It was proper hammed up. Mm-hmm. It was... He was overly intense. I was watching, I was like... I was getting small shades of Anthony Perkins. Uh-huh. Like, and I thought... Maybe in a sense that he would have been better in this. He would have been a better Carlson, maybe. But uh-huh. I just felt like... Maybe because he kind of resembled him slightly. Uh, he looked a wee bit... He looked uh-huh. a bit more like your, your 80s Anthony Perkins. Uh-huh. But... Aye, that was a weird interrogation scene where give her we scalp across the pass yeah. and then I would st- start kissing her violently. And like, I was just waiting on him to like, like fully like undress her. Just started fucking tearing the top off her. Aye. And was like, wait, your tits are wee, you're no her. Yes, yeah, like, nope, we've had a further examination. This is not the woman for space. We've actually not talked about the other two aliens that were in the film. Aye, the guys, they did not seem to give a fuck about them. Whilst yeah. They tried, like, killed off in their first scene. Yeah. Whilst they had, like, those nice visual effects where it was, like, the torso was being riddled with bullets. And then a hand grenade. Yeah. Was it? I was surprised to see that one of them managed to come back from the dead and kill Faladay. Yeah. That was a surprise. I'm not sure if they were just needing to kill him off at some point and thought, right, he'll reassemble. And they did have, like, that strange... The, the faces of the people they chose was, uh-huh. was unique because they did have like a look where it's like, right enough, you're a human being, but you look, there's something a look about you that's not natural. Uh-huh. They almost kind of look like, I, I reckon, sort of like Superman. Like they had like this alien like yeah. presence, funnily enough. But, uh, the, 
it was weird. I'm not sure. Maybe they had like contact lenses. I felt like they had like piercing blue ah, eyes. Yeah, I noticed at that. Times. They were like, like they actually looked like like models. Yes. Like they were just like they were trim. I I, I was wondering if it was like a moment where just like Faraday's like, "You're fucking gorgeous." <laughs> <laughs> it was like what Faraday wanted in a man. Take me. I. It's just come in the room and fucking ah, uh, it's the it's the phone box scene for Blow all over again. Uh. <laughs> the alien's like, I've been on a spaceship for ten months. You blew it. You blew it. And Faraday's like, just going, oh, spaceman, come back. We've got so much more to do. And then another Johnny slips in a puddle, and it's like the fucking boy at the end. Uh, it's it's the guy for fucking Cape Fear slipping in the the detective's blood, oh, yeah. but it's just the a spaceman spunk. Oh, no. <laughs> As well, the chills are really unusual. Whenever it was kicking out towards the end, like the spaceship thing in the sky was like, what they were saying, it looks like an umbrella. Yes, coming to Earth because that gave the film some urgency because it gave them like forty eight hours to find these people and get rid of them yeah. because it looked like a whole spaceship more of them was coming. But it, it, was, it was like she was collecting the souls and sending them back to the ship. Uh, she was like this this conduit who was just collecting and sending it. And how what was the only way to defeat her? Was to for Carlson to fuck her? Or uh, it, no. it was weird because she left a part of her and him like in his mind. They yeah, were, she was just like, basically trying to like go down with the hell film. Uh, and he was fucking tired. He wanted it to be over with. And I reckon where they came up with like this weapon. We found a weapon that could kill them. Where did it come from? Fuck knows. But we've got one. <laughs> I just drew it myself. I like it, we've, it was we just impaled an alien on a table with it. I think it was in the I was in the broom closet. Like the Janice covered. We had a look. <laughs> and we thought that that'll do the job. <laughs> I felt like there was we shouldn't be overly critical on it because I guess it is just an eighties sci-fi. Yeah. Like, you didn't, it should not be, sense should not be made of all of it. No, I mean, as a canon film. Yes. I, know. I mean, take it for what it is. Big titted space aliens. Like, Jason Mewes will love this film. Like, yeah. Like, big titted space aliens just don't fall out of the sky. Yeah. But I mean, Homeboy fucked a Martian once. Oh, no. <laughs> if I could, cler- if I could quote clerics too. Um,. I've not got much to say about this. Like, <laughs> nah, there isn't a lot to say about this film. It's. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to my mum. Nah, because she's nah. asking me for Netflix film suggestions almost <laughs> weekly now, and I'm running out of shit to recommend to her. Aye, but Life Force isn't he? Isn't he going to be on her list? I hope not. Will it be on Gordy's list? Harry <sighs> Ken. He wasn't a fan of Atomic Blonde. Alright. Other than that, I think he likes most films. They enjoyed Fury. That was it. Ah, That's oh, the war film with uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt and Aye. Uh, yeah, showed them that. I did kind of. I I would recommend this film to people. Just the fact, just to see how fucking weird it is. Yeah. Like whilst it's not full on fucking bonkers, Aye. it could have been after. I might have would have liked. I'm kind of like slightly like swayed towards if you know if I was in like CS and I seen it. For like three quid, and it was the Arrow release one. Aye, like all the features. I, I probably would pick up just to maybe have a look at. Aye, like I wouldn't pay any more than a fiver for this. Yeah, and 
even that is a push because you think you'd after you'd seen it probably trade it in. I didn't. I didn't get repeat viewings. Yeah. Ah, who knows? It's a funny. I I think I was expecting and yet I more was reading, from it. Like reviews on it, and like people fucking like some people love this film, but yeah, I definitely to their own, you know. There, it's there's it's found an audience mm. definitely because I was on Letterboxd and it was a lot of positive reviews for it. But to me, it just it felt like it's ran on too long. Yeah, that's, I think that's my, my it, major gripe is the fact that it went twenty minutes too long. I, I think I maybe hoped it to be a bit funnier or a bit more camper. You think it was being taken too seriously? Like, or it wanted to be taken seriously? Aye. And then I felt like, you're, you're just... Aye. aye, it's quite indecisive in what it wants to be. Aye, because I think when you've seen the trailer, like, that looks like daft. It, it kind of felt like almost Terminator in a sense. Like how they arrive on Earth and they're butt naked. They just chose not to bother getting boots, clothes, or a motorcycle. Yeah. But... I think I'm talked to because how does it end? You've got Carlson and Space Girl sending the soul, like this vortex of light into the air, which is like a common theme in like Marvel films you see nowadays. That shit's happening. Kane's trying to deliver the sword, the sword of destiny. To the sword is just fucking some, like, being lame beside somebody's fireplace for fucking years. I finished stoking the logs. Right, here it is. It's got that special iron that we've got to kill go- ghosts, uh, aliens with. And the only way to fucking end, obviously, his own pain was to kill himself as well as her. Because yeah. that boy was not happy with. Yeah. The, if he survived, there'd be some fucking PTSD. Oh, aye. For killing all his friends in the Churchill and being mind fucked by Space Girl. Because that's like, she was almost, fucking with his mind. Yeah, it was almost raped by Patrick Stewart as well. Aye. Like, he kissed Patrick Stewart. He did? Aye. I forgot about that moment. I, I, that must be how he investigates. Like, I, if, nah, I can't get a good feel for a person unless I jam my tongue down their throat. Yeah. Like, nah, she's not in here. <laughs> right, let's try that ginger broad. <sighs> but, aye. Life force. Yeah. It needs to be um, seen to be believed. Yeah, the the trivia and the budget in both of us is slightly interesting as well. Okay. Where am I? Yeah, so it's got a nice modest $25 million budget. Well, it's not too bad. For a canon film. Aye. Uh, 25 it's definitely... Like it, I think they've done alright for 25 Because mm. that's it. Special effects. Back in the day. They didn't well, bother right. putting too much in it. Yeah. I did like how it was like London in the 80s. I did get a wee feel for... It was a very... American werewolf in London. Like those night scenes about the London city. It looked like... A, it kind of like looked like a very... Like, see like when all this shit was happening. It looked like... like the a, zombies. It looked like a very like urban... Mm-hmm. Like dystopian London sort of thing. Aye. I like when... The, all this like the outer cities. Kind of just expecting fucking like Deckard and Roy to appear. <laughs> like we're not finished yet. But there's the fucking. Um, they started bordering off London and put all the wire fencing up, and then when they let like folk for opposing times like, no, you're gonna be in quarantine for two hours just to make sure you're not one of those fucking space vampires. Uh. I just like how 
the outer London was prepared to contain it. And it was like, no, we need to get back to London. It was like, no, that's where uh, the problem is. Yeah. What was um, the trivia? Wait, no, no, wait. No, the, the, How much uh, money did it... Um, I could only find the mess in it. Do you reckon it made the money back? No. Nah. It made eleven point five million domestically, and that was the only thing I could find. Aye, uh, it would have been interesting to see what it went against upon its release back in the day. Because eighty-five, you probably would have had, like, say, Breakfast Club, Fright Night was eighty-five. Let's see. No, this is not working. There's a bit I'll be editing now. Huh. But aye, like, there was a lot. Bigger films, but yeah, I, I doubt this would have been like a number one at the box office. Yeah, a trivia thank fuck this never got released. <laughs> but the director's cut ran for 128 minutes, so an additional 12 minutes. I wonder what needed to be cut out of it. Was it just like a Peter Firth now cut the in a bit? The director's cut. Is available in America, but not in like the UK. I maybe think. just as deleted scenes. I wonder if maybe Arrow have it, but uh, it apparently it featured more violent scenes than just mere tits and bush. See, if they'd done, if they kind of swapped that around, like ten out ten less minutes of fucking Peter Firth, kind of bit London trying to get the sword to Carol's and and just had more tits and bush. I'd I don't care if I would appreciate it a bit more. I, I might have stayed awake for that last <laughs> half hour. Uh, I mean, we we talk about how there's like, if you were 12, there's like wanking material. Yes. Then you must be pretty quick because Space Girl has an accumulation of seven minutes of screen time in this film. Oh man, I imagine there'll be like a, a super cut where it's just been edited down to seven minutes for some wee video editor's bank bank. <sighs> I is there any one star reviews? Oh, I'm assuming there probably is. I think there is. Let's have a look. Might be someone that doesn't like tits. Okay, so our one star reviews is also our Amazon plug. We get our one star reviews from Amazon.co.uk. Uh, do your Amazon shopping via filmsandswearing.com. Go to that address first. Click on the Amazon link on the right hand side of the page. Do your shopping as normal. This is a fun way to support films and swearing at no extra costs. Now, the one-star reviews for Life Force. Out of 141 reviews, they are four one-star reviews. Alright. Let's see. Very Poor Film by Douglas Tucker. Can't understand all the good reviews. The film is very dated and also very poor. I fast-forwarded it. I'd maybe watch 10 minutes of it. Seven minutes, more like. Mm. Uh, the acting wasn't good. Also, for the special effects, well, nothing special. Uh, not recommended one bit. Stay well clear of this film. Fair mm. enough. Uh, here's something that didn't like the DVD. One star. 2002 DVD stated widescreen, 4x3. What I ended up getting is letterboxed. Trash. Should have bought a new version. Oh, why not just trade it back and get a new version? Mm. Uh, our last one, another fucking long one. Jesus Christ, just keep it to a sentence. Body beautiful, film not. Mm. Uh, seen it at cinema. Toby Hooper plus Alien equals 
near Plan 9 Lunacy without the laughs. Plan near. I think if he means Planet Nine, is it not like a bad sci-fi film called like Planet Nine? Oh, I don't know. Aye. Um, have not wanted to revisit brackets even for the body. Wanted to check out the art. Air quotes. My mistake. I think the script was faxed in after the final shoot. That the come on is the only art. There is none of that that I remember. No tension. No drama. And tedious is what it quickly becomes. Uh, have some yogurt and reculture. Not to silly Texas Chainsaw or even Salem's Lot uh, memory with this non-event of movie. Right, this non-event of a movie. If you want some risque soft core in outer space, see Flesh Gordon or Barbarella. What the fuck's Flesh Gordon? Is it fleshier than Flash? <coughs> I must have it's like a, a cheap Porn parody, Flash Gordon. Let's assume so. I um, don't think Queen's on the soundtrack. <laughs> no. Uh, it might feature a few Queens. Oh. Yep. Getting set in upon him with that fleshy Gordon. Oh, no. So. Do you think it was Sam Jones that was in that one as well? Would you be surprised? Makes a cameo at the end as like a Johnny cleaning up. Ah, uh, fuck, going back to this Johnny again. Uh, so I've not had any luck. I've ruined three suits this week. <laughs> um, on that note, time to wrap up the show. Yeah. Next time on Films and Swear Movie Podcast, we reach week three of our Netflix season with Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. We will be a bit more enthusiastic on this one. Yep. Support us on Patreon patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast uh, for as little as one pound gives you access to over 20 hours of additional podcasts audio commentaries and all that jazz social media find films and swearing at FAS podcast on Facebook Instagram and Twitter and now let's send a wee shout out to our folks at home this to the right level shout out to Paul Loudon for the artwork David Lopan for the theme music patron supporters Kenny Stu and Mags and Magic Mike yo and you the listener at home fuck off and tune in next week <laughs>